You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Could it be you calling me down? Down, 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 down. That foolish heart. Welcome to another episode of the Bounce Pass by the Sports Mecca. With my colleagues Ryan, Patty, and Sam Hageli, I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. Today, we have the great honor to talk with former Candace Jayhawk basketball player, Mario Little. Just to start, you know, Mario, if, uh, you know, this is kind of an open forum, so we'll ask questions, you know, as the, as this, you know, podcast goes on, but just kind of give us an update about, you know, what you've been doing, uh, really since you've, since you graduated Candace, I know that you've had, you spent some time playing, uh, basketball overseas. Can you just give us an update on that? Yeah, well, my first year, uh, out of Kansas, I think it was the lockout year. Yeah, it was lockout year, so it was a weird time. But I ended up staying around Lawrence, uh, just working out with the team for like a couple months. So I think I I took my first job probably like in late November, no, probably early December, and I went from Kansas to the Ukraine. That was my first experience overseas. It was unusual, but I mean, I definitely made the best of it. Uh, but it was definitely weird coming from like just the Kansas uh, mentality of winning and all of that, and then playing like professional in like uh, Ukraine. It was just a, a different mentality. It was a cultural shock for sure. Obviously, coming from Kansas going to to Ukraine, it was crazy. But I mean, I enjoyed it, and sure, I was able to play like uh, without a kind of like a real free mindset so it was like my first time in a while just playing like free and like just me being like one of the first options and all of that so it was cool I made the best of it I think it's like this would be my 10th year uh, I haven't signed anything yet but this would be my 10th year so man it's been going good mm-hmm. you're looking now I know you were most recently in Greece right you see some yeah. early yeah uh, I was playing really well too um, I was playing with a team called Ephestos island called Lemnos. Uh, it was like closer to where's Istanbul? Uh, Turkey, yeah. It was closer closer to Turkey, but it was still Greece. It was nice. Uh, it was like third, uh, probably fourth in the league. So mm-hmm. we did pretty well. Obviously, it's a weird time right now with uh, with the COVID and stuff. So just trying to like, you know, pick the right place and, you know, just go about it the right way. The biggest thing you learned playing overseas, how difficult is it to like communicate with others, like with the language barriers and stuff? Yeah, I mean, you get used to it. My, like my first year over there, I was just like super, like I couldn't believe where I was at. Like, and then the people didn't, they were speaking like Russian, like the younger people were probably speaking Russian and like maybe the older people were speaking a little bit of Russian in, um, in Ukraine, Ukrainian. And it was weird. It was fun, you know, like to learn something and have to use 
was a different person. So the first kid that he like, man, I don't know anything. I don't know, like, no words. I don't really know nobody. Like, it was weird, but you get used to it. Like, like I said, 10 years later, I picked up on a few languages. I'm not, like, great at it, especially when I come back to, to the States. I'm not, like, great at it. Uh, but once I'm over there, I'm, I'm pretty good. You just learn how to say what you need, uh, which direction, or just, like, small talk. So. Right. For the uh, just the casual college bas- just the casual fans that like don't really know much about overseas basketball. What's kind of like a misconception maybe that people like think what think happens overseas in Europe, but you know it doesn't happen. The most um like far as like playing professionally or just like like just over there period. Uh. I would say just playing professionally. Um, see, well, in college, I mean, it's kind of like the same, you know, uh, far as spacing, you know, um, but like far as professional over 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 in America, over here in America, it's, spacing is for sure different. Um, and you see guys like uh, Luka Doncic, he come over here and he plays really well. Like it looks really easy. Uh, I keep looking off because I'm watching uh, Lakers. I'm watching my boy Marquise play uh, Denver. So I, I keep looking off. Yeah, you've been following following the Morrisons. They both made deep playoff runs. Yeah, I know, man. I was hoping both was in there. But, hey, you know, even when we not in the playoffs, one of us still in there. So, hey, you know how that goes. Yeah. But um, the big, the more, like a, a big conception from here and then over in Europe is probably the spacing. Like, the bigs can really pass. So, like, over in, in America – even in college, like and maybe all the bigs you might have a talented big that can really pass, but most of those bigs can probably pass, shoot, and dribble. Like they start at an early age, pass, shoot, and dribble, no matter what size or position you're in. So mm-hmm. it's really skilled over there. You see, uh, big uh, Jokovic, like he's probably not, I ain't gonna say the epitome of a big over there, but most bigs can do a lot of things he can do. Like he's really great at it, mm-hmm. but a lot of the bigs over there can like, do that. Like ass moving, yeah, and plus the spacing, right? Probably the most. Talk about the pace of play. That's that's something that I feel like might be a misconception. Like, and especially as a guard, is the pace of play as fast as people make it out to be? I don't watch a lot of overseas basketball, but do you guys really play that fast? Yeah, I mean, I played for uh, when I was played in Spain. I played in the ACB league, which is like the second best league in the world, like behind the United States or well, behind the NBA. Uh, they play like a really like fast style, like getting it going, getting it pushing the ball. Like our wings would cross on the baseline, even if we coming from a miss shot or a made shot, we'd come cross at the baseline, and we got to come all the way to the three point line. And if we didn't get the pass, we got the back door and go to the other side. So that's like extremely a lot of running, like to get the ball from one end, run all the way to the baseline, cross over. And come out to the three point line high. And if I don't get it, I gotta go back door and then come back through the other way. So that was a hard uh, way to play. Like they, like the pace was crazy. And my coach was a really known coach over there, Pedro Martinez. He was known for like those type of movements. Before we kind of transition into the uh, Candace related questions, I'm just curious. Like any players that you played with, or I guess you've played with overseas, have made it to the NBA? Oh, yeah. Um, the year I played in uh, Spain, I played against 
um, what is the guy's name? Um, he plays for Sevilla. It's like a historically uh, good team. He plays for Dallas now. Uh, Porzingis, sorry, yeah. I don't know how to his name. But wow, he was he must have been really young then, right? Yeah, he was young and he was like uh, really nice. He had like a not a great game against us, but he still had like 18 points and like 15 rebounds. And he can do a lot of stuff. So when he first got drafted, I know I remember watching him get drafted. I remember the, the uh, Knicks fans was like booing. And huh. some of the players I knew was like, uh, man, that's a bad pick. I was like, hey, man, he's kind of he's like really good. He just don't have a body right now, but he's really good. And he's definitely looked as, as just as good as he looked over there as he looked now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think of Stephen A. Smith when he just like rants on sports. Like, yeah. And boozled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that exact moment is when I was like, yeah, he's kind of uh, good, though. Like, <laughs> just don't know much about him. And he don't look like a big guy, big, strong guy. Yeah. Did you play against uh, Brad Wanamaker? I um, played against Brad Wanamaker. So, no, I haven't okay. played against him. Because Wanama- Wanamaker played, he kind of played within the same, he was at Pitt and he played within the same time frame that you played at Kansas. And, yeah. I just say that because, like, I'm a Celtics fan, and, like, Wanamaker played – he played a couple years in Germany, but I don't know what else. But he played, like, 2012 to, I think, like, 2018 overseas. So I was like, huh, you know, maybe you ran into him. Huh. Uh, a lot of years I didn't play overseas. Well, like, three years I didn't play overseas. But uh, the years I played, we just didn't match up together. We just, our team didn't match up. Mm-hmm. But – he played in I, I forgot the name of the team, but he played for a team in Turkey. That was okay. I think that was his last team. I guess just to start, uh, just the Candace related questions. You know, you uh, you started your before you came to Candace. You played you know you played high school ball in Chicago, and then right. you had a three year stint at Chipola at my Chipola College, two thousand six to two thousand eight. Um, uh, it was two years. Two years. It was, 2006, 2007 was my first year, okay. and then seven, eight right. was my second year. Okay. And then I, I came to Kansas. So I think the question that I really had before, like we even started this podcast, was like you know a very small college, and Kansas really doesn't get a lot of guys from those types of schools. Like exactly, how did Bill Self and the staff like find you? Like how do they get a hold of you? Um. I just think they knew, like, the returning squad they had possibly could have left the year before. So they were kind of trying to prepare for a year after, like, B-Rush. And um, I didn't think they knew Chalmers was going to leave. But, like, B-Rush and Julian Wright, uh, Julian uh, left the year they had, uh, they were recruiting me. But they knew B-Rush was leaving. And I think they had Rod Strickland. Uh, not Strickland, Rod Stewart, and a couple of guards. They just knew, like, they was going to unload. So that I think they was looking for somebody that was kind of like, that kind of knew the college game, you know. They didn't want to, like, just go get high schoolers because of the reputation in the Big 12 of winning. I think they had won, like, maybe three or four in a row. So they didn't want to, like, lose or anything. Maybe it was more than that. Maybe it won, like, five. It was uh, four, and then, like, your, your, fresh, your first year at Kansas, that was five. Okay. Yeah. Well, they was looking for experience, and they ended up contacting me. I was was the number one junior college player in, in the uh, in the nation, so they probably looked up, you know, my name. Then probably looked up 
uh, my games and all of that. And then they all just started coming down, seeing me, seeing some games and seeing me practice. And they had offered me, I think Kansas was my first visit. And then my second visit was actually Kansas State, which was weird to drive past Lawrence again to go to uh, Manhattan. Huh? But yeah, I mean, it's kind of just happened like that. Um, I had a big name in, uh, in, in junior college and a solid name in, in high school. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, I knew Sharon and Sharon knew me and knew Julian Wright. So, um, yeah, I think it kind of just happened like that. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that they were after you for that, like you were sought after for that long. Um, talk about that first season at Kansas. I mean, high expectations, obviously, coming off the national championship. How did how do you feel like that season kind of played out? Um, it played out uh, good, I mean, for us uh, collectively. But for me, I came in, like, with, with an injury. I didn't come in with an injury, but I ended up getting uh, injured and just, like, practicing early in the season and stuff. I mean, earlier before the season. And for me, like, it wasn't, like, the best year for me far as like what I wanted to do, you know, but as far as for the team, I think we, we, we achieved, I'm not going to say we overachieved, but we achieved some things, winning the Big 12, uh, I think we got to the Sweet 16, and we lost to um, Michigan, State? Michigan State, State, yeah, Michigan State, uh, and I just felt like we really matched up well with, uh, with uh, Louisville, but we didn't get a chance to Right. Play Louisville, but uh, we just failed in uh, Michigan State, and I think that was a good year for sure uh, to get the Big Twelve championship after losing all of like seven or eight guys, mm-hmm. and like Sharon averaging like I don't even know how many minutes, not a many, but in Cole it averaged like five minutes a game for us to come back, uh, and we had like Matt Kleiman and Brandon Bouchard as seniors, like. We we did good, man. We 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 had the Morris twins. Everybody was like new, fresh faces. Yeah. So I mean, I think that was one of Coach Self's uh, one of his best years coaching. I think because he really had to like coach that year. Like, right. You know, yeah, you had all the new faces. Yeah, new faces. Uh, nobody really knew each other. Uh, I mean, we just kind of just did it his way. And with all that talent you were playing with, like how how were you able to uh, be able to understand your role on the team and how you were able to fit in? all the scoring talent that 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 you got to play with i mean it just, uh comes from like me me being uh one of the top players like i'm going to at least find something for me to do you know defend the offense whether it's constructed around me or not but you got to credit the coaches you know for sure coach self let us know what type of ball what style we we're going to play and what he thought of us as, as players so broke it down to a plenty of times where like roles would be you know and what to look for so you got to credit self coach Dooley uh for us like guys like me and like the twins the guys who played more in the post or creators the uh coach Manning will will be more the guy to talk to us to say hey this is what coach wants but you know I'm saying I understand this is the way you play so you gotta you gotta meet somewhere you know style of play versus what coaches want so I mean D Manny was a big part of that you know helping us out like mm-hmm. letting us know how we can be effective and all the tricks of the trade and be having this like a 16 16 year NBA career so yeah. I mean he helped us out a lot and I thought Danny Manning uh when he was 
during his entire stint with Kansas. Um, I think he did a phenomenal job just developing like big men. And I think yeah. what you see now with the Morris twins, I mean, they're, they're consistently playing on playoff teams. They're consistently providing huge minutes in, in the NBA. Uh, you know, Joel yeah. Arthur. I mean, you, you can go down the list. Like if so many guys that like developed really well under Danny Manning, it, like from a post play, like Cole Aldridge, like even like Cole Aldridge. Yeah. And that year that you guys, you know, that, that we're just talking about for the, your, your very first year, like yeah. Cole Aldridge, man, he had a very, he, a do- he had, he was dominant. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you talk about uh, just when you first got there, what was kind of a player that you kind of looked up to? You know, was it Sharon? Was it Cole? Because again, there wasn't a lot of experience, so you had to. Yeah, it wasn't. We were just playing for like we were playing for ourselves and 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 the guys that we had to look up on that on that screen every every time the game started. Like looking at all those greats, like you see so many great players, you're like, dang, I didn't, we didn't really realize coming from cities and stuff or states that's not Kansas. We're, we're like. Dang, I didn't, I didn't realize it. So we were playing, not the same. We were only playing for like the guys that came before us. But I mean, Sharon was my age, maybe a little older, but we were really like in the same class. And yeah, uh, Cole. I mean, he he didn't, really, he wasn't like the leader. It was really Sharon. So of course we looked up to Sharon. You know, Sharon has a you know a personality that stands out. You know, and he's a point guard. So of course. He knew all the stuff that coach wanted to run, so we looked for him for leadership, and we definitely turned to him when we needed like a, maybe a big basket or if we was confused. Of course, we looked up to him, but we also was looking up to guys like D Man and you know Paul Pierce, all those other guys that came before us. So it was like, dang, right, for me, for sure, I was like, I didn't know all these guys were like this good. Of course, I knew Paul Pierce, but like people like Manning and. D- See people like um, Clyde Lovelet, I think that's his name. Like he, he was a, a guy that I didn't know that was so good. And like Kurt Heinrich, all of those guys, he was like, man, we gotta play because we can't just like step on the court and you got all these guys like these greats ahead of us. So we were playing for those, and we were for sure playing for ourselves. Trying to pass on to the tradition, almost. Yeah, I mean, when you come in, like, oh, this is what this is about. Like, you know, it just kind of changes. Right. So you guys played against Michigan State earlier that season, and you mentioned you thought that you matched up well against Louisville. Talk about that matchup against Michigan State. What went wrong in those last couple of minutes there? Ah, come State. on, man. The, the first one? The first? No, no, the yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the first one? No, 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 the, the second time. Though. The, the sweet, sweet, 16, 16. sweet 16. I mean, yeah. we were going, we just, we didn't really, we couldn't get, uh, it's vague, my memory is vague on this, but we couldn't get, like, the best shots, like, from, like, I think Cole and like uh, I think I think Marcus uh, had was in like maybe some type of foul trouble or something. I don't remember. I just remember him, me and him being on the bench as the game ended. So I knew he wasn't in the game. So. But I just think we didn't score uh, like the times we should have. And then like it was like kind of neck and neck. And then I think Caitlin Lucas had uh, just like made a good move on Toronto. And then I think they just kind of broke away and we just didn't re- recover. But, I mean, that's probably – I don't really remember that game. It's, like, it's real vague because it was so long ago. But I just remember Caden Lucas making a big play, and it was like, dang, that was the end of the game. 
So transitioning into the 2010 season, that was the season that didn't you get? I believe you got injured, and then you just took a medical redshirt, correct? Yeah, I was injured my first year, honestly, yeah. and I honestly you played through it. You played through it through conference play. First year? Yeah, I didn't even play the first uh, part. Like my first game as a Jayhawk was actually against Tennessee when they came right. to Fieldhouse. That was my first time getting on the court, but. Uh, it, it's 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 a decision that I made, you know what I'm saying. But I played hurt my first year, and then my second year, I just wanted to actually recover, yeah. you know, the whole way, and then be able to start getting back into the movements that I usually make, you know, instead of just coming right off an injury because I had to get like surgery at the end of my uh, first year at Kansas. So okay. my second year there, I just I redshirted, you know, and it was it was fun. It was weird, but it was fun. We had so many uh, scouts and stuff, so I was able to like have little games in in between that, like in between practices and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was good. Like I stayed an extra year. Uh, I got to you know you know bond with other players. You know that I wouldn't bond with as much if I left. So I mean, I redshirted that year. It was cool though. The team was much. I would. I mean, you probably would agree. Team was much better than the 2009 team. Uh, you guys had much more experience. Sharon was in his mm-hmm. senior year. Uh, Cole Aldridge was um, a junior. That was his last year. But then you know, the Morris twins just got even better. And then you had Xavier Henry, uh, who yeah. was a true freshman. You guys yeah. were, I think, but you guys, I think we're in the top two, top three most of the season. And you only had um, two losses in the regular season. You lost at Tennessee and then I think at Oklahoma State. But, um, just from your perspective of watching the games on the sideline as a redshirt, what what did you see? What was some big moments just from watching in that 2010 season? Sure. Honestly, like, I, I Sharon's was... Sharon's bucket against Kansas State? Yeah, that was great. Honestly, I think Sharon shouldn't even been uh, with us that year. I feel like he should have been uh, in NBA that year. But, uh, and Tyshawn, maybe he should have let Tyshawn take over. Gave the team over to Tyshawn. That's just my and other guys' opinions, too. But, I mean, the biggest moment was probably Sharon's, not only that, like, that was a big shot about Sharon, by Sharon, uh, that Kansas State game, but the biggest moment was probably at Oklahoma State when, not Oklahoma State, at Oklahoma, when uh, we went in there and, and stole that game from him. No, actually, that was my first. That's where Sharon, I think that was my first year. Threes after threes. Yeah, I'm thinking was that my first year or my second year. No, 2010, we didn't – I don't think we played. Uh, I think they came to us. Yeah, that okay. was that, that was before, you know, that was when you only played one team, like, yeah. that was in your other – That was weird. Yeah, it's not I think like that was my first now. year. Yeah, that second year, probably, probably, it probably was that – it probably was that year. I and mean, it probably was that game against uh, Kansas State then. It's probably the biggest moment for us. Not the biggest moment because we had a lot of we had uh, well we didn't really have a playoff run of uh, postseason run. I'm thinking the game you're thinking of was when Oklahoma was ranked third. Yeah, we had Willie Warren and uh, I think Blake was out though. Yeah, he didn't play. Yeah. I think that was my first year. That was my first year. Like the biggest. Yeah, yeah, that was my first year. The second year possibly was the Kansas State. I don't know. So were you still able to practice during that season? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I was what were those practices like? Practice was great. We used to like uh, kick their butts every day, because uh-huh. um, the guys that were practicing on the practice team were me, Elijah, 
Uh, I think C.J. Henry um, would play a practice sometimes. Uh, that was uh, Xavier's brother. He he can shoot, so he he would uh, help us. We had Trav Relinford. Was Jordan Juniman on the team? Jordan Juniman was on the team, but I don't June think bug? He, he didn't practice that much. I think it was Lodge, me, Lodge, uh, Trav, Withy, and like uh, C.J. Henry sometimes. And we would like kick their butts. Like it was T. Hand. We had we had we had a good team, man. Yeah, that was a we, deep we, team. We we, we, we to beat them bad. Like yeah, I think it was just me, Lodge, Trav. Oh, T. Rob. Yeah, T. Rob was on our team too. We used to yeah. be kicking their butts. It was me, T. Rob, and Jeff would be at the uh, four, five, and the three, and then Lodge and like Travis would play the one and two. And we used to be kicking their butts, like, to a point we had to stop because it was getting worse and we didn't want, like, Coach Self to, like, turn into the other guy and get to, like, mm. you know, making everybody run and, and making it mad. Sometimes we had to, like, take the foot off the gas. What happens this, when Coach Self turns into that other guy? Ah. This is with Sharon and Cole and X and both of the twins. Like, <laughs> we used to battle, man. And Tyshawn, we used to battle, like. Like uh, guys like Fran Pachilla, he would come to the, the practice before he come to the game. Right. And he would see us, and then he would talk about us on TV a lot. Like, and I remember a few times they would say like, "Yeah, these guys, Travis, Mario, and Jeff, and Thomas, like, could possibly start on any other team in, in the country, or just say good things about us because they always would come to the game or the practice before the game and see us." And we used to be competing hard in that. Yeah, what happens when Coach Self turns into that other guy? What's what's a crazy Coach Self like in, in practice? <laughs> is a um, he, he's all for Kansas, so he uh, and he and he's big on he's been on a big stage, so he see he sees further than us. He's older than us. He's he was probably like fifty something. We were all like eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. So he knew what to prepare for, and he knew the stakes of being at Kansas. So I had to get that out because he for sure. Is bigger than us, so you can't have like a mistake. You can't really slip up. So when he see us, us getting like maybe like a days or just like just chilling or just thinking like, oh, our stuff don't stink. Yeah, or we just not running something that he wanted us to run the right way. Get real mad at us <laughs> and make us run. You know, he, he said what he said. He had his little moments where he said stuff to like fire us up, but it worked. It worked for him when he was in. Um, when uh, the 018, so he would always base his standards on the 018, just like, all right, they can take it. They can take me coaching this way. Y'all can take me coaching this way. And I mean, it didn't really affect us. Like, him coaching now is totally not the same guy that he was when he was coaching me and the twins. And because he used, we were was, we was really good. Like, not saying the team's not good now, but he had some teams where he had to. It was less talented, like when me and the twins came my first year. Like he had some teams like that. He coached them differently. He coached us harder, and he coached them like more smart. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, he, he's 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 the Hall of Famer. So you already know he got to do what he had to do. Like guys like Coach K, uh, all those guys, they coach the same. They practice the way we practice is gonna be really hard, and you gonna understand what I want when I want. I'm gonna have your full attention, and then when the game, it's gonna be more smooth. Oh, that most of you see in coach in the game was him putting his fists up 
he's probably saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff because he's great with the camera, as you as we all know. He's great with the camera, so he's not gonna like go all ballistic and you know. Remember Frank Martin, which is a good coach. He used to go crazy, <laughs> you know what I'm and I know a couple of those guys over there too. Like, and basically him, like sometimes he just did it because he knew like that was like exceptional. Cameras was watching, but Coach was never that guy. He had, be doing this, he probably going crazy last year, you know. But Coach was good. He, he's good with cameras. So. so I remember when I attended the KUCLA game when uh, you got fouled at mm-hmm. the last second. My question is: Did you know? Did you actually get fouled? And what was going through your mind when you were going up to that free throw line? Because that. If you miss that free throw and you lose in overtime, that winning streak would have ended right there. I know. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I remember missing the layup and getting it back and trying to, like, go up, and I missed again. I remember Coach Self was just on. <laughs> he was just on. Like, How could you miss that? Uh, you should have kicked it out, but you wanted to score because he swear I wanted to score only. And he was like, you should have kicked it out. I can't believe he was getting on me. And then, I don't know, I think T-Rob, they was like, going to probably foul T-Rob, so he couldn't put him in, so he put me back in. And I ended up, we ended up, I think, uh, Tyler Honeycutt, rest in peace. I don't know if you guys know me at that. And he was really a good friend of ours, too. Um, but he had hit a big shot. That was his best game. And we used to always tease him, like, yeah, we put you in the NBA, like that game that you had against us. But he was unconscious that game. So he had a... a Tire, three tiring uh, shot, and I remember Tyrell passing it to Marcus or something. Marcus kind of losing it, and I felt like I was open before that. I was like, "Man, if you pass it, I'm about to be a hero." Like, but I think he, somebody hit the ball at his hand, or he said they fouled him, and the ball came to me. And I kind of, I knew the guy Malcolm Lee. I seen him many times overseas playing professionally. He always said that to me. The guy who fouled me, he, um, I seen him coming, so I was like, "I'm just gonna try to." get the foul but it happened so fast I didn't have to do too much like as soon as I caught it he was running to me and I knew he was going to either like not like touch me at all or foul me so I was just waiting and I, he really fouled me and it was just like a crazy call like the magnitude and the circumstances like it was tough that was a tough call for them but it honestly it was a foul what was uh the first time Bill Self called you soft <laughs> He never really called me soft, but he, <laughs> he he never really called me soft, but he called everybody soft. Like, you know, I'm from Chicago. It's like a like a uh, maybe not stereotype that may be too extreme, but basically like a it's like a thing of Chicago guys supposed to be like Sharon being there before me kinda of established that like Chicago guys are tough. Plus Sharon I mean, plus Coach Self being tough or whatever. Because of Sharon, like uh, Julian Wright, they used to tease him and say like an Illinois coach who recruited him. Chicago a lot, so he never called me soft. But he, when he got mad, he would call us stuff worse than soft. So like, <laughs> he probably has called me soft. Uh, uh, uh. soft before. Mario, um, which one, which is the tougher atmosphere, K State or Mizzou? Mizzou, Mizzou. Um, I'm not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah, they gone. But uh, K State was crazy. Now K State was crazy because of the Probably because of the players, you know, more so. We had some, they had some players that was like, it was hard for us to uh, guard all of them. Like, when they had Danny Clemente and, like, Pullen, Jacob Pullen, and, like, they had a good they had a good squad. It was hard hard to beat, even though we beat them. But just the atmosphere in, in Missouri, 
has always been like crazy. Like I remember our first time, we didn't really know. Like coming from Chicago, I just know I play for Kansas, and this is a big game. And Coach Self been talking about it for a week. You know, those fans are are just are crazy. They they crazy. Like and and the nicest way I can say it, like they 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 crazy. They really um, do not like Kansas. Did you, uh, so Ryan probably does not know what I'm talking about, but Sam might, uh, there's a group, I don't know if they're still there, that is called the Antlers at Mizzou Arena. Did you guys notice them? Possibly, if they were the guys that was like. So the Antlers are like, I don't know, some affiliate with the university. They're students at the university, and what they do is they look up like personal oh, yeah. information from opposing teams that come into Mizzou. But when it's like when it's Kansas week, they just turn that level to like a hundred, and they just like yeah. do all the research over key basketball players, and then they just like go at it during the games. Picked up some stuff from us. Like my years there was probably like controversial, probably like to set ourselves up for um, when we had gotten to it with the football team. Like they all had dressed up like football players. And it was just like had all these signs up, and one one year they was just like really, really disrespectful when they they took it like away from basketball when they were like Thomas uh, his his mom had passed, and they was like had signs and stuff up about his family, and I'm like the game is not that important like to wow. go there like wow. talk about some things deceased mom and his uh, grandparents and all of that over a basketball game. So uh he had a really good game that game. Um and that was his set that was his sophomore year. And I think he pointed it out. He was he was hurt. He pointed it out and Tyrell Reed did that shot. Yeah, Tyrell Reed was big that year. Uh his both years. That year he had uh, his junior year with Sharon was a great year. off with uh playing at missouri yeah the tough missouri atmosphere with like 10 oh, people man. yeah it's crazy because when you when we watch missouri play like another team just just to kind of scout them out there won't be any like fans there exactly we get there it's like you know they got like every uh seat is filled and they're going crazy and it's like a line i remember the first time we went there and i didn't know this was like a year. I think I had a, a big shot there year too. But this is when they beat us and they rushed the floor. Um, that was 09 with the real Lions. Yeah, yeah. That was brutal. Yeah, we were, we were pulling up and I'm just looking at kids and like it's like a really long line. There was this little kid like and he like sticks his middle finger up and he's probably like <laughs> eight years old and then he grabs a rock and acts like he's going to throw it at the bus and then he just throws it on the ground. Like, These people are crazy. <laughs> wow. Crazy, wow. Jeez. Yeah, we were cursed out. I mean, I don't know what time. Next day after that game. Yeah. Yeah, it was tough. That was a tough game, man. Like, because they came back and I don't know. But that was, my, that was our first time, like, like with the whole team to like see how they really like guard us and trap and I don't think they got a game. Was yeah. it Demar- Demari Carroll was on that team, right? They had Demari they Carroll, just, they had Leo Lyons, uh, Leo Lyons JT Tiller, Zaire Leo Taylor. Yeah, uh, they had like JT Tiller, Zaire Taylor. Taylor, 
he was like the opposite of uh, Sharon. <laughs> they looked, they had the same body, but he was all defense and hustle, and Sharon was just offense. So he, them two used to go at it. Like, there yeah. was like one guy that was like not, he couldn't guard Sharon, but he was on Sharon. Like right. JT Taylor, I remember him. <laughs> Never forget him. <laughs> um, so we've kind of talked about really. I mean, we, we went a little bit brief. We just talked about Missouri, just in that tw- a little bit of that 2011 game and the 2009 game. But uh, let's kind of just focus in on your, your senior season. You know, um, again, you know, what was kind of your memorable moment, memorable moments that that year? And you had some pretty classic games. Again, you were. Pretty loaded team. I mean, you guys, I think, only lost, like, one conference game, maybe two conference games that year. Like, you guys were – Lost at home to Texas, right? You guys were playing with heavy hearts, so. Yeah. yeah, we were up really late. Like, it was crazy. That was a crazy – well, You were crazy. up big at halftime, I think. And then the second half, you guys got – Kind of gassed out. And, like, I was playing a lot of minutes that game. That's why I was like, yeah, we got to get gassed out. Yeah, that was, like, a big moment for me was probably – I had a big game at uh, when Missouri came to town. Uh, that was probably my most I scored since I've been there. Like, I think I only had like seventeen. Yeah, the whole team played well. I think you guys scored like over a hundred. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good. Um, that was a good game for me. Uh, you had know, three steals too that day. Please. I mean, I was real active. Once I, you know, I started scoring. Um, and then obviously, you know, that game again, that UCLA game that. Sam mentioned was in your senior season too. Yeah, yeah, that was early. That was that was early in the, in the season when like true things were we didn't really know who was going to play and who wasn't going to play. We were still kind of competing. And yeah, we kind of like knew our roles more so in uh, like January, February. Mm-hmm. But hell yeah, that was early. That was a, that was a big moment. Yeah, possibly could have we didn't went to overtime. The way those guys were shooting, and you know, ain't no telling how. It it was better to lose Texas than lose yeah. uh, UCLA. Um, that would have been pretty. Joshua yeah. Smith just like was just dominant inside that game too. Yeah, because um, we usually had like when we had Cole, we could like throw him on big big bodies and we could make it tough. Because Josh, uh, the guy Josh, he was he was big, but I don't know if he was as big as Dexter Pittman. Uh, when we played Texas, cause that dude was like Dexter Pittman was like was, was he three hundred? Was he pushing three hundred? He used to be. He, he used to be. I don't know what he is now, like, <laughs> but I remember he had got slim too. So I, I don't really know how much he really was. All I know is he was a tough, tough guy for, yeah. um, to cover. And Tristan Thompson was on that Texas team, right? Wasn't he? No, no, he wasn't. They had that's when they had Damian James, right? Damian James. Doche Belbay. some guy named Ashley. Connor Ashley. Doche Belbay. Big kid. Yeah, he was yeah, He was there. They had the, the sharpshooter, A.J. Abrams. They had Mason, like a really good, strong uh, defender, guard. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, A.J. Abrams was like a big problem uh, <laughs> that year. He, was, he had like the quickest yeah. release in college. I don't know if y'all remember him, number 24. He was like. Shoot the lights out. Like, yeah. Remember, uh, Jacobin Brown from Texas. Jacobin Brown. I played with Jacobin Brown uh, before, and I used to tell him, like, he was like our kryptonite. He had, like, averaged 28 on us every time. He had 28, 28, no matter if they lost or won. He got hot at any time. He's just a tough cover. Uh, 
he's a good kid though. Uh, a good guy. I um played with him maybe like in 2014 in the summer we had played in like Dominican or something. We had went down there and uh, yeah, we we it was it, we talked about that a lot. Right? And he, he, I think he wanted to come to Kansas or something like that. They didn't recruit him, so he kind of like took that person or something like that. But he's still playing overseas. He's a good guy too, like a good player. Fun question, uh, which which Morris, what which player did uh, the Morris Twins have the most beef with when they played against? Probably everybody. Uh, <laughs> I think. Uh, wasn't really. See, we we used to only people we were worried about in the conference. Only teams was probably like Kansas State, Texas. That was pretty much it. We pretty much just had to come with it, like make sure we we were always really competing with ourselves or. Competing uh, uh, with Cosell, to be honest, like believe it or not, we, he would test us a lot um, because I mean the Big Twelve was a really strong um, conference, but we kind of we, we used to run through it. It's be tough. We had some games where I right, we lose, and then maybe somebody else playing well as well, like Kansas State, and then we got to make it like we got to win four, four, five games in a row. Big Twelve was pretty much we didn't really have beef. Like the Kansas State dudes were pretty cool. Like, it was just, like, the fans and how they were treated. And the Missouri, they were a little different. I don't really know who they beat with. Like, because Curtis Kelly was cool with the Twins. And I think Wally Judge was quiet. Nobody really said nothing to him. Nobody really said much to the Twins. I mean, Jacob you know, just... J- Jacob Pullen was a bulldog. So, I'm surprised. Like, he was yeah. tough. I'm surprised he didn't, like, isn't isn't he from Chicago as well? Yeah, he's from Chicago. His his. His personal battles with Sharon was more what he really was like uh, looking forward to probably early in his career in college. But and uh, like later, he's probably really bought in into Kansas State system. He probably really wanted to win for Kansas State. But he was a he was a thorn because he can really shoot it. He was always under control. He really couldn't speed him up. Like he kind of knew what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that my senior year, he played really good. I think he gave was like thirty eight. Well, yeah, at, that at was the. That was the second loss. He was on a loss to only two conference games that year. I think K-State was the other one. Yeah. But Josh Selby had a personal beef with Kristen. Um, Chris, not Kristen. What's his name? Corey Joseph. Okay. Because he was getting a lot of notoriety. And Josh Selby, I think he was like number one player coming in that class. And Selby was amazing. I just got to let y'all know. He was amazing. Sometimes in practice, he would miss like the whole day. Yeah. Plenty of times. He would be like, he would come in. Not miss a layup, not miss. These are all contested. Not miss right. three, not miss anything. He, he was really good. Yeah. But he, he had a uh, thing against uh, uh, Corey Joseph. I think he got a, like a dunk if y'all ever go back. And he was just talking with, like a lot of trash to him as he was coming back, telling us, like, yeah, he ain't that good. And <laughs> but yeah. Fun fact, Tristan uh, Thompson, my, my cousin was Tristan uh, Thompson's personal staff, actually. Shut up, nice. Yeah, so like I remember he one day you know, I went out to Cleveland to go visit my family out there and uh he gave me a shirt that was signed by Tristan and uh, Tristan wanted to tell me to, to apologize for ending the sixty nine game home winning streak. Tristan, um we we see tr- uh Tristan a lot in uh, in California. He's a cool guy. But yeah. I mean that was they claim fame, you know, they they wasn't getting too much. Uh, too many other wins uh, uh, besides that. Too many big wins. So I mean, yeah, that was tough. That was a tough time, um, and it was it was weird. 
Like I, I never like left without a win. You know what I'm saying? So going home, it was like, damn, we're not about to go celebrate. Mm-hmm. We're not going to brothers tonight or uh, the Hulk or anything. Like we got to sit inside and just think about this loss. Yeah. And I mean, it was weird because we had a lot of thoughts in our head because mm-hmm. obviously uh, our fellow uh, teammate just lost his mom, so we were still thinking about that. But we was like, damn, did we just lose? Like, right. A lot of a game that a lot of people don't talk about much later on in that season was the first round Big Twelve tournament game against Oklahoma State. Yeah, that was a tight game. Sweating it out. That was a tight game. I remember that game. Um, I don't know why Marquise wasn't playing, but probably was in foul trouble. But they had some good players. Kate, I don't know. It wasn't Kate Davis. I forgot the little guy name. Uh, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he killed you guys in the 2010 season. Yeah, yeah. So we was uh, always like we always had him on our like scout report high because we know what he's capable of. But I don't think he did well. Maybe that game he probably did good, but I don't think he did well at the time we played him uh, in two thousand uh, uh, my last season. Did that uh, Oklahoma State team have like James Anderson and Marshall Moses? That was my first year. Okay. Yeah, James Anderson. Yeah, he got MVP. Uh, he may, he may was there in my, my second year, too, but I didn't play that year. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think. I run Eton as well. Eton was on 2011? Uh, Eton, I didn't play with Eton. That, that's, that was like. 08? Oh, yeah, that was when. Yeah, that probably was 08, yeah. I think yeah. he had a crazy, yeah, he had like a crazy shot when he threw it over his head. Maybe that was 07, I don't remember. But, right, yeah. Yeah, I, Byron Eton was like a, uh, I days compare him to Sharon a little bit. Like, they had like maybe the same body type or kind of the same game, but no, Eton wasn't my year. You guys ended the regular season, obviously, on a pretty high note, and then you guys had that big Big 12 tournament championship win against Texas. Yeah. Um, and then you breezed through the first couple rounds of the NCAA tournament. Uh um, I, I hope I, you probably know what I'm getting to now. Uh, <laughs> the VCU, VCU. did you guys, I'm just curious, did you guys overlook VCU? What was your mindset like entering that game? Like it, it just, it was, it was tough because you guys were riding high you, know, you guys destroyed Richmond. Uh, you, you guys were just playing so well. And then it just, bam. It's just those guys, we, our matchups didn't really match up well. They had like bigger um, guards and they were shooting a lot of threes and we were missing a lot of shots. We were just like trying to, to the same person, honestly, we were going to the same, we were trying to shoot threes with them and we just wasn't like doing what we were supposed to do. Like, and it wasn't just us, it was us as a collective. Like everybody were all like just I don't know. It was just weird. Like I just felt like like Shock and Smart down there, and they was all hyped. And you feel like you guys play a little tight. We didn't play tight. It's just you feel tight. You know what I'm saying? You didn't. We didn't play tight. We didn't come out like oh, we're playing tight. It's just when they it was like tied up, and then Coach Self got on us and told us all of this stuff, uh, and then we ended up being tight after that. And ended up getting down like 14. Then we tried to make it back, and we just really couldn't get over the hump. And by that time, we were, everybody was in panic mode, honestly. Right, right. Well, you guys cut it to two at one point in that second half. Yeah, we were about to like tie it up, and those, you know, everybody say, "I right, the referees," and you know, I don't want to say that. But 
But I mean, that was a pivotal. Uh, we had got to stop, and I think Marquis got through the ball like to uh, Tyshawn, and he's about to lay the ball up, and then the ref blew the whistle like, "Yeah, you stepped out." And he already got the ball at half court. I'm like, dang. So then I think they had right. yeah, hit like a three or something and going back and forth into that was crazy, man. That was that was a tough that was a tough day. Tough right. Night. And I think I think right after that out of bounds, I think Marcus took a charge that they call a block. Yeah, that probably happened. They they just had like a kind of reputation of something happening. So whenever they came back and told self uh coach self anything, it was just like Basically, no point in even, you know what I'm saying, telling them. So it was, that was it. That was just like a tough environment to be in, especially when. But I mean, hey, I don't know. I don't know. If that was, I know it was tough for the fans, but it was tough for us. Mm-hmm. We just were like so locked in on like we're not going to do what we did the year before when we yeah. lost against um, Northern yeah. Iowa. We were just yeah. so focused on like, no, nah, this is not that type of year. Yeah. And I remember after we beat Richmond, uh, Coach Self came to us at the end of the bench was like, yeah. 40 more minutes until you're in the Final Four. And honestly, we believe that we would, if we'd have beat BCU, we'd have for the short beat um, uh, Butler. But we'd have beat Butler just the way who we were. I, I think we just matched up really yeah. well. And we was probably a bad matchup for them. But yeah. that UConn game, I, I just, that was a hard game to look at because. We, we, I think we would beat them, too. I mean, that was one of the worst. It's always the one. That one yeah. game that you lose was like, yeah, that was the game that put us. Well, you know, Sam and Ryan and, and myself, too, we always, like, joke about how that national championship game was just absolutely unwatchable because the two teams that played, you know, UConn and Butler, it was not a great showing by those teams. It was ugly basketball. And yeah. it, just, it just kind of felt like – Idol game I've ever watched. Yeah, it was terrible. I just kind of it was felt trash. Like... We watched it too, man. It was trash. That was tough, man. Like that's one thing that we all still talk about. You know, still to this day, like that that game, just cause making it to the final four, and it's like a lot comes with that when you can't make it to the final four. Because we, y'all said earlier, we lost like two games that year. That was like our third game, and that was underachieved. I mean, the year before that, we lost probably two games. And yeah, we didn't make it to the final four, so that's underachieving at a place like that. So I don't know. I remember man. after the uh, the Northern Iowa game, they showed the camera on you, and you were like distraught on the bench. Man, we which, worked so hard though. Like, which loss was worse, in your opinion? Like, which loss did you take harder, Northern Iowa or VCU? Northern Iowa because it was like Northern Iowa. I still remember walking in the locker room. I just kept saying, "Come on, y'all lost Northern Iowa." I didn't play, so I just kept saying. <laughs> Y'all lost to Northern Iowa, like, we in here, like, everybody mad and crying, we just lost to Northern Iowa, so, like, and that was a bad matchup for our bigs, I, I just think uh, Cole Aldridge, he didn't match up well with, with their bigs that year, but that was probably harder, and the BCU, it was like, oh, well, like, now it's really time to, like, wake up because college is over, and we wasn't really playing that much, now you gotta, like, really, either you wanna, like, get a real job, or you wanna, like, really strap your boots up and become a uh, the player that you know you are. So I took the first one harder, um, the uh, Northern Iowa, for sure, because I was just hurt. I knew Sharon. I've been knowing Sharon for so long. I'm like, dang, Sharon going out like this. We were number one preseason. Then we had Cole. You came back. Sharon, you came back. You could have left. Tyshawn, you posed. Tyshawn was like ranked, not ranked, but he was like on the draft board at like 17. And he came back. And Sharon came back with him. And then 
Tyshawn had to kind of like take a back seat to Sharon, obviously. And you got a freshman phenom, Xavier Henry, who has to get his, you know, his, his touches in. So that was a, a lot of stuff went to, through all of our heads, like Todd coming back. But for me, I was just like, dang, Sharon out of here. Like, he was like the man, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, dang, I can't believe we ended it this way. So yeah, I was, I was hurt. And the, and the last time I was just like, I was more focused. Like, and I obviously knew the camera was like looking for me to react a certain way again. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to get to the <laughs> <laughs> I seen the camera. I was looking like, ah, you ain't getting me this time. Cause I am going to go ahead and go to the fall out. <laughs> yeah. You brought up uh, Cole Aldridge having a bad matchup against the Northern Iowa bigs. And it's funny you mentioned that because that big kid, the heavyset kid stepped out and hit a couple threes. Northern Iowa. The guy with the sideburns? Yeah, he got like a crazy hair. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a bad matchup. They had, I forgot the guy, number five name, Falcons. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he was a bad matchup. Not even a bad matchup because usually Brady, would he, he usually guard guys really well off that, like getting through the screens, not being screened. And that guy just was just making tough shots. I don't know if he was just setting Brady up the right way or I don't know. But Brady usually played excellent through those type of defenses. And then Sharon didn't play well. And it was just like a lot of things adding up. And then those guys hitting those, those big men hitting those threes. And we were told that he didn't even shoot that many threes. And that same guy hit like two two threes on his Exactly. Like, yep. On the scout report, it was like, oh, yeah, he don't shoot. He only shot like maybe two or three or four threes that year, and he made two in that in that game. I'm like, huh. yeah, me, <laughs> Sam, and Steve joke about it. Like, self has that scout report. If a guy's not shooting a lot of threes, he's gonna let him shoot him. And he made yeah. two that day. Yeah, yeah. Self's still like that. He'll he's been like that, you know, this whole time. He's gonna let those guys shoot those shots. Yeah, I mean, from a uh, a percentage uh, standpoint, uh, possibly you know, that's what they look at, you know, analytic. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it, it, I don't know, man. You just, and the, and when we get to those games, like like I said earlier, coming to Missouri a week before and didn't have any fans, so we always want to get the best of everybody uh, that they have. I remember my first year we lost against Texas Tech at senior night. This guy I don't know his name, but he had like thirty seven on his right, and it had like an excellent crowd. So same thing that happens in the tournament. We're going to get everybody's best shot, no matter where where it is or who it is like mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah that's what usually happens so. do you guys have any right. other questions that you guys want to ask mario like the only question i got is just what is can you spot the difference between the marcus and Marquise morris of course man. Me, and, me and the twins are really really good friends uh um i think it started nobody really knows this story only us so i'm giving y'all exclusive reason why we all are so close Boy, Sharon. Sharon, when I got there, I was 21. You know, and we're all trying to go out and have fun. And the twins were twins. So they recognize me. Everybody know they're 18. So we always have trouble getting into the hall or getting anywhere. Because they're like, no, nah, you got twins. And you guys, everybody here knows that you're 18. I don't want to lose my liquor license. we like, man, we know like eight people in there that's, and I was 20. I couldn't get in either. So it was just a tough time. He, and Toronto used to always say, yeah, I'm going to get y'all in. I'm going to get y'all in. Man, this time, I promise. Like, and then we would go get dressed and come knock on his door and he'd be gone. We'd be like, dude, 
Let's say he's going to get us in. We get to the Jerome, we outside or texting him and he wouldn't even answer the phone, man. He would just look at his messages and we'd be looking like he'd never answer the phone and never get us in. So me and the twins start hanging with each other like that first year. And until we started getting in on our own. And then we made sure we wouldn't do anybody else like that. Like when T Rob came along or Sylvie, we always made sure everybody got in. Sharon didn't make sure we got in. <laughs> Who else are you still tight with on the team? Or on, on the teams you played on? Everybody's like that Kansas thing is, is you know, it's like a real brotherhood there. So like I'm cool with Frank Mason, I don't I didn't play with him at all, like or Graham, like so that blood, that not the bloodline, but that brotherhood is, you know what I'm saying, real strong. But as far as, like, really, really close, of course, the twins. Man, the twins is, uh, like, best friends. Uh, the honest, uh, T-Rob, you know, he's like a brother to them, you know, when his situation happened. They took him in. Um, I talked to Selby. I talked to Elijah, like, uh, every, not every day, but I talked to him a lot. Like, yeah. Everybody, Trav, I talked to Trav, Tyshawn, I just got off the phone with Tyshawn earlier. Everybody cool. I haven't talked to Xavier in a while, you know. Um, I just talked to him a little bit through Instagram, you know, to check up. But everybody's pretty cool. When I come to Kansas, I always talk to Tyrell. Um, like, even overseas, when I have something wrong with, like, me overseas, I just uh, hit up Tyrell because sometimes you don't get the best treatment over there. And Tyrell is in that. That uh, physical training, um, uh, that's what he's into, and that's what his job is. So yeah. I hit him up, Brady. You know Brady. Uh, he's coaching, you know. Yeah. And Casey, Casey, I think. Yeah, can't, before can't the college? COVID, they had they were doing really well. I don't know how far they went, but I know they went to. I don't know they went to the tournament because they won. They were a conference tournament. I actually came up there. Brady coached you in that TBT tournament. See, I was trying to be. <laughs> I'm still a little upset about that. I don't like how that went. I was trying to say good things about Brady, man. But that right there, man, <laughs> was a massacre, man. Like they couldn't miss was, Marcus Keene. They were they couldn't it miss wasn't that even team. Bad, man, it was really us, man. It wasn't even them. They were they came prepared, and we had a lot of players that haven't played in a while and haven't and injured. We had like Landon Lucas. Perry got hurt. Perry that made me not even really want to play no more because I'm like, yeah, I do want this chance to win this money, but I just knew we wasn't going to get far with the talent that we had because all our players didn't come. We'd had like D-Block and Brandon Rush and Keith Langford was acting like he was going to play first. I think we'd have probably won, but yeah. we had Darrell Arthur who hadn't played in a while. Um, we had Elijah who played. Tyshawn, we had did a celebrity softball game um, a week or two prior to that, and I had injured his shoulder playing first base. I clipped him, and I dislocated his shoulder, so he wasn't no good. It was, it was embarrassing because we were in Kansas. It was like so much put into that, and we did it this year. We definitely did it better, but I think we're going to try to do something with uh, FOE and, um, and self-made this next yeah. time. We have to. Yeah, you know, so right. Because I know Ty, Tyshawn and, and the Deer Thor played on the Oklahoma State team. Yeah, we was we were trying to do an FOE with like how we did uh, previous years, and we ended up just not doing it because of the COVID and stuff had just happened. All of a sudden, it was like, yeah, y'all want to do it? Y'all got to do it now. And we was like, I oh, kind of wasn't ready. So yeah, that TBT was embarrassing, man. Honestly, I had like twenty some points, so I was cool. Yeah, you were you were raining, man. 
we just didn't play. We just didn't play those guys well. Uh, it was a lot of effort put into it though by Elijah and his wife. They actually got like the they opened a gym out there in Olathe. Um, so if y'all ever, I don't know if y'all. That's learned. where Sam's from. Sam's from Olathe. Oh yeah. I saw Elijah a couple of times in high working out. Yeah, yeah. Why should have been building this uh this uh resume out there trying to work out kids and stuff. Um me, me and um T Rob is trying to bring something like that to the camp. Y'all are probably hearing about it soon. Yeah. Uh like more of an elite camp, like where we teach them high level stuff because being out in California where we are in the summer, me and T Rob and the twins usually train together in the summer out in California. We see all the young kids and stuff out there like you know getting high level training like real in-depth uh technique detailed training and we try to bring something like that to kansas that open that up you know? yeah. so, we'll see this would be like a little test drive to see how it goes you brought you provided some great stories like a lot of stuff we didn't know I about appreciate it man i heard um, all the good storytelling man this is my first time being on the podcast too so, <laughs> yeah um but man, we, we we appreciate you coming on and just talking about your know, your moments in Kansas. And for us, you know, uh, we're all relatively you know the same age. Like, I mean, we're, I mean, Ryan I think is like twenty three, twenty four, but we're all like within the twenty two, twenty four age. So, like when we watched you play, we were about I don't know eleven or twelve years old. And um, so you know we've we've always been watching you. Uh, and just watching past Candace players, but for you to come right. on and take the time for you to come on and take the time to talk about your experience, means a lot. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate y'all reaching out. Um, man, it was it was a pleasure for me. Yeah, appreciate it. You know, you taking the time and yeah. considering we're all in different parts of the country for it to make it happen. Great. Yeah, man. Yeah, God bless y'all, man. Best shots, like I think. Of.